When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Adam Davis. You're listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast, and I've got Keith Dover with me this afternoon. How are you, Keith? I'm fine, Alan. How are you? Are you good? I'm cold. Uh, yeah, I'm cold. I'm not cold. I'm good. I'm good. Going stir crazy, like most people. I've spent so much time rebuilding my Sky Electric set. It now rivals Silverstone. <laughs> Does it? Really? Silverstone. It's honestly, it's. I've actually even started talking to the figures, you know, the spectators and the pit crew. It, it is something to behold. But you use you know. a, a little bit of the Max Verstappen about you, actually. Uh, you're not the first person to say that. Funny enough, <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> and Tyler Pooler is here. Tyler Pooler. Hello, mate. How are How you, are you mate? Uh, Tyler Pooler has been supporting Arsenal. Since 1949. <laughs> That's right, Alan. Um, and in 1949, um, as you'll know, the Nigerian tourists uh, came over. A Nigerian Select 11 came over to tour um, England. And um, it was actually, a, they said it was average Nigerians, but really it was the sons of diplomats and so on, just to show the right sort of chap, to show that they were doing the right thing by the empire, right? So being of low birth, I wasn't allowed to play in the squad, but I was allowed <laughs> to be the person who taped up their feet because it was the Nigerian <laughs> barefoot tourists. That's right, they played yes. barefoot. I've read yeah. about that. The Nigerian barefoot tourists, they played at Dulwich Hamlet. They played, who they lost 1-0. They played an Orient side. Um, I think I saw Keith in the crowd when I was... You did, actually. I, I gave him a good round of applause. But more importantly, they played at Marine they played Crosby. Marine. They played yes. at Marine Crosby. And while I was up there, I sprinkled some, just some speculative juju around the ground, just in case it would ever come in useful. And so here we are, hoping today that that time has come to rule. Um, those chickens have come home to roost. Those Nigerian super eagles, I should say, have come home to roost. And I'm hoping that the work gets done today. Oh, well, let's hope so. We're recording this listener at 5pm uh, on the, uh, Sunday, the whatever it is, 10th, is it? And, and uh, we've broken all our New Year's resolutions and we're already recording a podcast as Tottenham are playing. And I've even got it on the TV. Uh, it's nil-nil. But, uh... And long may it stay that way. <laughs> My God, if, if a freak event actually happens, that's strong juju. Well, I mean, Juju, Juju works. So as you remember, I think you were in the ground, Keith. Juju <laughs> does work for the very famous Carnu uh, goal. My favourite, probably one of my favourite goals not scored by Ian Wright um, or Thierry. The goal where Carnu uh, just looks at the um, Deportivo keeper. Oh, right. And he just, he... And he just falls over. And, and then Didn't they even touch the ball. Didn't even touch the ball. ball. Yeah. No, and they just go to, uh, they go to Wenger. They, the, the camera cuts to Wenger on the bench just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Juju. Juju is strong. Juju works. <laughs> he just stamped his foot. So <laughs> something happened then. In the, in the. Excuse me. What would, you, 
Something happened. To, what would you call Central Africa, Nigeria? Something like, Nigeria something is very there. much West Africa. West yeah. Africa. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, is, it, is that? Is that? Well, it's Africa. Let's, 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 you know. Africa's Africa is not a country, Keith. Africa oh, no, it's a, a continent. I know it's a continent. Well done, Keith. I know it's a continent. I know a continent when I see one. Just before we go on, um, uh, there was a letter a couple of weeks ago which um, detailed an encounter with uh, me and Keith and a couple of guys up a pub off Liverpool Road. I remember this incident and oh, I was not glad you did. Oh, not, yes. No, this I'm is a, a, right we had an email last week in Tyler's absence. We read out an email where someone said, asked for a picture with Keith and Tyler. And Keith was very uh, amiable. And Tyler was, quote, almost moody. <laughs> almost moody. <laughs> But you're saying you weren't moody. You're well, saying which, you weren't moody. To which you and Damien fell about. Uh, it was funny. In such a way. <laughs> We've seen you almost moody. I've seen you almost moody. <laughs> almost every, moody. every time I pop the black, you're almost moody. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. What, no, what is I, almost I do, moody? What, is what happened there? What happened to you? What happened with this You're bloke? confusing that with my resting bitch face, Keith. But no, <laughs> listen, what it, what it was, I was just backing in. I was taking the seat in the background. Right. Um, I see, you know, more of that kind of enabler role in midfield to let Keith shine because was it, place... was it set the scene for me? Was it on one of those picnic tables outside the Duchess of Kent? It was. You, you know exactly right. That pub outside yeah. Liverpool Road. There we are. So a crowd come up, and um, you know, being a um, being Keith, um, a little bit of sunshine, yeah. a little bit of sunshine on him. Did he have his "I am Keith" badge on? <laughs> no, I think he just said "I am Keith" domestically to anyone who hadn't recognised it. He might be Keith. Yeah, so, no, you, no. Oh, I see you. I see you looking at me there. You're right. It excuse, is me. Excuse, excuse, excuse me, Keith Dover. Keith Dover coming through. Yeah, sorry, Keith. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, it is yeah. me. In case you were wondering. Yeah. All right. So, listen. So, you hire an aeroplane with a big banner saying "I'm here." You know. I mean, I'll, I'll bring it then. El Presidente wants a lager. Yeah. I, I just thought I was doing the right thing, which was just staying in the background a little bit while Keith had his natural shine on. And then I get told I was being moody. Uh, it was like, almost, almost moody. Almost moody. Almost moody. Yeah. Are you buying that? I, mean, I think what it means is another couple of minutes and you would have got moody. <laughs> <laughs> This it's is like a ticking, a ticking time bomb. Oh, this man. is what happens when you hang out with Keith. He takes all your shine away. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I enjoyed what, that. Very good, very good podcast. Very good podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This is good because it's like back to the old days. We remember when we done the podcast before COVID and we could talk about our lives for a little bit because we had something going on. I'd say Linda had got me doing this. T would say about some... Hats in bolt, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's still got a hat on. He still, still wears hats. Hat yeah. Just because he's locked down indoors doesn't mean he can't put a hat on in the morning. <laughs> he doesn't let his standards drop. <laughs> well, just... Keith's, Keith's got his hat on. He hasn't quite sorted out the lighting in his... Um, no, his... I, I, I... Yeah, I Keith, to, you do but... need to do... Does, does your screen not give off any light at all? Cause not you're... really, no. I've got a backlight. Yeah, well, that's exactly, that's where you're going wrong. Yeah, I've, got, I've just got a flat cap on today. But we flat used cap. to have a life, didn't we? We, used to we just... did, we did. I really want to go to a game again so like the last game which was coincided with maybe um i got reminded of it this week because it was probably ozil's last involvement like he mm. laid one on for lacazette lacazette didn't he the header Mar across march the 7th march the 7th uh, one little win against west ham with a, a, a ozil headed the ball across for lacazette and then there was a long lengthy var delay and then they gave the goal and we won the game at that time i just thought i had a little bit of a sore throat 
Um, <laughs> little, did, little did we, little did we know. <laughs> oh, you were a super spreader at that match. <laughs> I was up in the anyone in the Upper West that day who felt it felt so, ill. That oh, is that where you were? Well, you know, yeah. Mikel Arteta came down with it two days later. So think go. on, my friend. I've been having dreams of going into pubs and sitting by a log fire, but the, the whole idea of going up to a bar and going two pints of lager, please. Oh. Mm. Please. It's just, I tell you what though, it's just weird watching, um, it's weird watching telly and seeing people hugging. You know, you know when you yeah, watch, when you watch old, right. when you watch, when you watch games and you see, you know, when you watch games and you see um, uh, players wheeling away and you see, look up in the, and you see the Arsenal fans just jumping on each other and hugging. I mean, not only it makes me sad because it's of an era gone by where we used to score goals freely, but it's also just reminding me of just being at the game with, um, I almost miss you, Keith. Is what I say. Well, I almost oh, miss you, mate. Almost. I, uh, almost. <laughs> oh, I did hear. I did hear. Weirdly enough, for home games. Yeah. Weirdly enough, for home games in an empty stadium, they're still playing House of Pain at half time. Have you heard that? You no. noticed they're playing uh, Jump Around at half time when they're coming out again. Uh, yeah. Well, we noticed they play. They played the old uh, Elvis at the end. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the Wonder of You was playing at the end of yesterday. We're recording this. this it's the day after Arsenal have beaten Newcastle United. After extra time, uh, I can't remember winning a cup game after extra time. I can't remember much these days. But anyway, uh, it was uh, monumentally dull for the, about the first 100 minutes. It was really dull. Andy Carroll uh, should have knocked us out, really, shouldn't he? Missed Very two much. chances. Yeah. One where he thought he was off, but he wasn't. And one where uh, Bert Leno made a terrific save, one-handed block with a very strong hand because he hit that hard, didn't he, mm. Carroll? And then he got the rebound as well. Kept us in the cup there, Leno. That was right at the end of the game. That was us out. That had gone in. And he would have... That did you, I saw it this morning because uh, uh, someone... I think it was Arsberg mentioned it in his um, report um, about it, saying that the mighty swipe that Carroll took when Leno oh, took yeah. it away God, from him yeah, would have taken yeah. his head, neck, shoulders <laughs> out of the out that, of the that kicked the goal kick, That would have kicked the goalkeeper's head. <laughs> Onto Highbury Fields. That would have landed on <laughs> Highbury Fields by the clock tower. <laughs> it was a hell of a swipe. I watched the replay of it afterwards. If the head had gone into in. the goal, would that have counted? I mean, that was... <laughs> 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 They'd have had to go to VAR. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two the balls ball, on the, the pitch. The ball and the header in the net. Yeah, which crossed the line first, technically? You, know? you are the ref. Andy Carroll... <laughs> Decapitates a keeper. <laughs> Do you blow up? Go over to the monitor to look yourself. Uh, speaking of which, I mean, it was VAR which um, which did the right thing. I really thought Steve Bruce at the end of the game was going to say, "Well, they they beat us, but that player shouldn't have been on the pitch." I thought, "Go on, say it, Steve. Go on, Bruce, say it." But he didn't. He he took it. But it oh, wasn't. Do a... you mean about Smith Row, the Smith Row red card? Yeah. yeah. It's never a red card no. in a million years. It's one of them ones where in real time, because the way he was falling, it looked like he'd gone in two-footed, but he hadn't. But the scream. And the guy screamed and fell down. Like, what is that about? Yeah. He barely touched him. Ah! <laughs> no, but you can hear it all across M5. Someone's been killed again. Up Honestly, it's like foxes shagging in the back lane. <laughs> What's that? What's that? What long staff means? That mean a fox shag? <laughs> and it sounds what it sounded like. And then you look at it again, and I mean, he barely touched him with mm. his with the foot. He, he tried to get the ball, missed it, tapped him on the 
chimp had free kick. It wasn't even a yellow, if you ask me. Nah, yeah, he sort of had to give something to save a little bit of face, didn't he? But we were away as well. I mean, who was if he? It was a poor touch from Smith Rowe, but like we were away for a we were away for a counter attack. Thanks very much. Mm. If um <clears throat> if that works, but yeah, it's a good job he was on the pitch in the end. Yeah, Lovely it was, goal. It was Lovely goal. Smith Rowe again, wasn't he? He's sensationally good. Really. I mean, suddenly it's like it really is like a a, a signing. Mm. It feels like he's so good, and we, it, you know, it's a couple of years since he made his debut. And we've seen little bits of him. He did quite well at Huddersfield. Sometimes alone does he good, doesn't it? But he's so good. I think we're looking forward to seeing him and Saka playing with with Thomas Partey and Martinelli, and Lacazette enjoys playing with them. And suddenly you feel like we've got goals in us and creativity where there was none because mm. the first half again my god Nick, if I, I, I do I, honestly I'm trying hard with Pepe I really am but I can't get away from if we paid 7 million for him I'd be a bit thinking that was a bit steep well I think he's a 20 million pound player I'll give one bit of credit to Pepe though the guy kept trying and he, he was at least putting a shift in whereas William so I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> Just looked like a bloke who's come out of the betting office and lost a few, Bob. He looks depressed, William, yeah, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. He really I'll does. T- can I just tell you, um, a guy called Dom Macker, Dom mm. Macker, at Dom Macker on Twitter, sent me a message yesterday saying, remember the Zidane DVD of just him playing? Imagine that for Willian tonight. It'll be like an, ep- <laughs> it'll be like an episode of Brass Eye. Which, like, and it made me, it did make <laughs> which I absolutely love. Run away with it. So you can just imagine it. Instead of like Mogwai, I put like, it could be like a never-ending Lawrence Fox song or something like that, where you've just got like Willian miscontrolling it and swearing under his breath in Portuguese. <laughs> Just for like 60 minutes. It would be an amazing performance DVD. But the thing, the thing is, he's, he's, you can still see that he's got good touch and balance and he can do all the stuff. It just doesn't look like he's playing for us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, what, who's he playing for? He's just on the pitch running about. Okay, Pepe, when you give him the ball, whether he'll lose it or not, it was really it's 50-50 whether he'll lose it or not. And if he does lose it, it just doesn't. It just seems to think that's part of football. Mm. Whereas Reese Nelson has the opposite problem. Reese Nelson is so I must not lose possession. I must never lose possession, and consequently, he's a bit too cautious. Where you, what you want him to do is show a bit of confidence and attack people and try and be, you know, be a bit more like Saka and Smith Rowe. Basically, mm. look for a one to do a step over, beat someone. But he's got a terrible habit of playing safe and going backwards. William looks like he feel like I mean, there's no one in the stadium, and it'd be worse if it was. But it looks like. Every time he gets the ball, he's expecting that kind of collective intake of breath around around the world, just going, oh, what's he going to do now? Because this is, I mean, so far from the player that we saw at Chelsea, but like, like to, to, to have your confidence eroded like that with no crowd around, and they keep on doing these close-ups of him looking really, really tortured... It's unbelievable to see that this player is. Like, I mean, is it going to be like Lacazette, where what, suddenly there'll be a decent performance, there'll be a goal... And the light will come on. And well, it has start, to be. He'll start playing, being the player that we know he is. Yeah. I mean, it has to be, though, doesn't it? I mean, for two reasons. Um, we don't have the resources just to throw him out. And I think that's probably got something to do with um, what uh, Arteta said yesterday. Is that we're, you know, we're, we're still going with Willie and he didn't, he didn't have all the opportunities. He's been ill or whatever. 
you've got to hope that he comes good, not least because we're paying him 220 grand a week for the next mm. two and a half years, by the way. So we need to get a piece out of him. We are, but at the moment, I'm one of the, I'm one of the Arsenal fans. It's absolutely killing me that Ainsley Maitland-Niles isn't getting a shirt for in midfield when Pepe and Willian getting selected so often and their form's poor and you a few games on the bench, a few good, decent performances as a sub... Well, give Ainsley a shift in midfield and more of an attacking role, especially if Smith-Rowe and Saka are playing, where I feel like with Smith-Rowe, he would definitely be linking up and combining with him. But they are. It felt like, again, a step back. When they came on, the two boys, who were 19 and 20, it transformed the team. Absolutely Mm. transformed. Every touch that Smith-Rowe takes is so good. Energy and drive, really, it's a little bit Fabregas in that, Every little ball, every little five-yard, six-yard ball, every little first touch, the touch is so on the money. Ninety-eight percent of the time, his touch is perfect and on the move. I mean, like that 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 brilliant goal, which you guys talked about, which I can't help keep watching. I just love the way that Smith Rowe takes that on the move. The pass is gone, and he's three Completely. steps off. Exactly, it's so like Fabregas to receive the ball already with a plan. What you're going to do? As they say a lot, and you know they're saying it right here to share it, but on the half turn, ready to do something, ready looking, thinking forwards. He's he's, he's two footed. He's quick. He works hard. It's everything. When you see a kid really developing, who you had high hopes for, and so it's it's amazing, really. I, I tell you what did make me think years ago. Uh, Ian was over at uh, Highbury with his dad. Remember, Ken came to a few games. And it's, it's an experience watching Arsenal weekend. It really is a long, lifelong Arsenal fan, passionate Arsenal fan. But he would, in a, on, a, on a rainy night, his glasses would steam up and he'd have water on the front of the lenses. So he's effectively legally blind. <laughs> but he'd still have very strong opinions about everything that was happening. He'd be loudly giving his opinion when the ball's out of play. But one of his opinions, which he knew was contentious, was that George Graham was a lucky manager. Oh, yes, yes. And he, so. he was a lucky manager. We said, he's, it's not lucky that he signed Dixon and Winterburn and Bold and Seaman and Limpar and Marwood <laughs> and Alan Smith and Ian Wright. That wasn't lucky. That, that was an outstanding transfer <laughs> policy, right? And he goes, he was lucky because when he turned up, he had Adams there and he had Rowcastle and Merson and Thomas and Davis. It's the best crop of young players that we've ever ever had, that we can remember having. Well, there was a good crop, wasn't there, in the 71 double yeah, team. There was a lot of homegrown yeah. players. And he was lucky to have that. And that came to mind. It really came to mind in the last couple of weeks. Mikel Arteta has been given a get-out-of-jail-free card by Hayalind because that they have just... Just when he's putting players on the pitch who cannot string two passes together, whose confidence has gone through the floor, he's unable to man-manage them up to some sort of level, and he turns to the to the kids coming through and he sees Saka and Smith row there. Coming along, they've got perhaps they've got their own fiesta. I don't know how they get to training. <laughs> maybe, maybe Ainsley picks them up. Yeah. But I imagine these kids come in with that... I love that... Because we're of a generation where people didn't speak the way that Smith Rowe does, but that familiar <laughs> twang, that familiar New London accent yes. that's so familiar that goes across racial boundaries. So they all kind of, in this melting pot, they all sound exactly like, like Smith Rowe. <laughs> and it just lifts your heart to see them, as it always does, 
to see kids from their own youth team yeah. come into the side who know one another, who get on, who will be there for each other. And I, it's it's been fantastic in the last two weeks. Who've all sat who've all sat thirteen rows in front of us at some stage. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Where, where we sit, listener, in the West Stand. Uh, there's a, a few rows down the front, kind of actually close to the away dugout. There are seats there for for the Arsenal youth team, and because we've been sitting in there since 2006, we've seen a lot of talented boys go down these steps and sit there and come back up, including the Smith Row, of course. And do you know actually that they're told by the club that when we, we scored, they're not allowed to jump up and celebrate our, or uh, sing along with the fans, which is your. Think that's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? You know, it's, but it is great to see They're these right, youngsters. I didn't know that. Yeah, but it is great to see these youngsters come through, and that's why you surely you would think that Willian and and other players, more senior players, would say, "Well, these guys are, are putting a shift in. Why shouldn't we?" And well, given it's... given how the internet doesn't forget, Keith, hmm? can, you, can you imagine if, if like if somebody went back and just saw Saka shouting, "Why did you lie, Brian?" <laughs> <laughs> That's just true. there with his mouth actually just <laughs> twisted in. <Yeah. laughs> twisted but the thing, in. Is, the thing is, it's not just about people are shifting. It's that Saka and Smith Rowe and Martinelli are better players oh, yeah. than Pepe. Better player even than Aubameyang. Mm. There's no doubt that Aubameyang is a sensational finisher, mm. second to none. But in terms of general play, doing damage from the wing or working with people, Saka and Smith Rowe are tearing the pitch up at the moment and you notice that because they're doing so much good work there's much more space for Kieran Tierney for example who is that's fantastic oh man he was man of the match yesterday oh god the season he's putting in now motoring past people and firing crosses in we think I've got that's going to hurt when I head that but that will that will go in off my face I can't miss Yedlin can move you know he left him for dust when after maybe because Yedlin had just come on but he left him for dust and it was like a it was a really lovely motion. I mean, Aubameyang's, Aubameyang's work to get on the end of his own ball mm. actually is lovely, isn't it? Because he comes in, yeah, goes out again in the circle like that. Or, I mean, Newcastle are just <laughs> letting him tip. It's like one of them old, um, you know, those sort of 40s crime shows where the guy's behind sort of creeping up like that, going, he's behind you. It's like there's no one, no one goes anywhere near him. But, um, but the space that Tierney creates down the left... Um, and then to find Aubameyang in there absolutely on his own. It's a really lovely finish as well. It's a really lovely finish because the ball's yeah. come fizzing in. Well, I remember way before we signed Tierney, uh, I was stuck in traffic and there was a journalist, Scottish journalist, saying this is a player that Arsenal should be signing. He is an Arsenal player through and through. And I, now you're thinking, Christ, why did we take A so long to sign him? And we really mugged Celtic off over the fee, I think, now. Well, I was going to ask this. Do any of you guys know, because the Celtic fans have, He's got a bit of beef. Well, Celtic fans are really upset with him for moving on. Do you know anything about that? If anyone can write in and tell us. I haven't heard that, no. I've heard heard the opposite. All they want is for him to do well, and he gave everything for for the hoops for nearly 200 games. We're just so blessed, really. I mean, the the left-back has been our position over the years, going all the way, you know, Nigel Winterburn, but Sammy Nelson before, but Nigel Winterburn, Kenny Sanson before that, Ashley Cole. Say his name. I bet you did. You know, <laughs> <laughs> even, even when we've had a little, you know, Silvino, there was the, there was the Carlos, uh, <laughs> the Carlos time, but we've found another one now, so he's in the same, if you could be mentioned in the same breath as Kenny Sanson and Ashley Cole, yeah. you are an outstanding I kind of forget how quick Tierney is. 
you know. Oh, I mean, his, I, his he, positioning is great, but like, when, I mean, the last few games when we put this run together, he's been motoring past. And just before we do totally move on, like, fair play to Lacazette. The way he came yes. on yesterday made yeah, a very much big, so. made a big difference. Um, because it's his flick on for Smith Rowe, isn't it? Which mm. I didn't see that didn't see till this morning. Yeah, he gets in, a, he gets a header in there and uh, nods it out. Smith Rowe's moved out to that position and just drilled that finish. Just yeah. a good contact with the laces in off the far post. Perfect techniques outstanding. What do you think about the um, I mean, you mentioned Reese Nelson quickly, but Willock. Joe Willock, I how are you feeling Willock, about Joe Willock? I thought Willock had a reasonable first half and then there was a moment in the, in the second half where he had a chance to do an easy ball. He lost possession and Newcastle had a, a you know had a chance from it and Elneny had a go at Willock and then Willock sort of brushed Elneny off and said something. And I'm thinking, hang on, Willock, you should be listening to Elneny. You did. Well, you say that. <laughs> well, no, I think Elneny had a reasonable game and I think... You know, he should have listened to the man. He, he was basically saying, you had a simple pass to lay off and you didn't do it. Mm. Willock's playing a lot of games yeah. and he's trying... I just always get the impression that he's try, uh, trying a little bit uh, a little bit too hard. You can see why you can see why they like him. Yeah. Because the potential athleticism for when he grows into himself. But yeah, he's playing a lot of games. I kind of wish by now that he's making... It's not fair to compare him to the others, but like I, I just want him to be making better choices. He's played a lot of football now and you'd kind of hope that that his decision-making would improve as well. He had a really good chance. He had a really good chance for that header as well, didn't he? Yeah, that would have been nice for him if that had gone in. He yeah. hit one lovely ball crossed with his, out to the left wing behind a full-bat. Mm. It was a sweet pass. I think at the moment, he's young, right? so yeah, they're, he'll come. they're trying to train him up, so they're putting him all around the field. He's mm. played number 10. Yesterday was one of a two in, in midfield. It felt like he was sitting a little deeper. He plays on the right sometimes. He, they, they're playing him all over the pitch. He's a bit in and out. But uh, as you say, it's a terrific athlete, good touch, and uh, he could be a fantastic asset for us. He's part of that gang, isn't he? They're they're all they're all in it together. He looks so young when you yeah, see yeah. him. He looks fourteen years old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he really does. Definitely. They need to keep him going, keep moving him around, keep his education going, and it will click for that guy. I think I like him. Oh, very I, hope so. I was a bit very surprised so. to see there was a little transfer rumor. There's this guy Buendia at uh, Norwich. At Norwich, uh, supposedly, Arteta fancies, and um, were they going to part X one of the one of the kids? Nelson and Willett were both mentioned, and I I, I was a bit surprised to see that, and I hope they don't go. Um, and and in, in any case, well, yesterday proved we know who the A team are now, don't we? We know who are the first choice names on the team sheet. That's what well, is that amazing thing to say though about a nineteen and a twenty year old? Yeah, really. I mean, Smithrow hasn't even played for England under twenty ones yet. He'll be. They've got the Euros coming up in the summer. We him, I'm surely he'll be there with Nketiah for that, um, if it goes on. And uh, we're we're looking at them when we've got super experienced players in their thirties and and a seventy million pound winger, and we're saying no, we're pushing you aside for these kids. Is there has there been any word about Martinelli? I was going to ask you the same thing. They said it was an ankle. Um, there was a Arteta said it didn't look good. Oh. So it um, says a lot of pain. He seemed to be in. Yeah. I really hope it was a tweaked ankle, or not something to do with the knee that he's just come back from. By the time you listen to this listener on you'll Tuesday, know. you'll know. 
But it was all right in the end, wasn't it? We got away with it a little bit, but it's it's amazing to be talking about four wins on the bounce, where a month ago we were drawing up a, a shortlist in the David Moyes game. So, but so maybe if he is a lucky manager, if he, is, if he has got that stroke of luck, where <laughs> you can't get the senior pros going, but a load of kids have just turned up in a fiesta and saved your ass. So be it. That might be the thing that saves it for him and gets him going. The other thing that might save him is the fact that he played Renarsson in a game which we were probably going to lose anyway and we didn't have to find out at a time when it mattered. Because well, that's a good point because he might have picked Renarsson against Newcastle and, he, and who knows whether he would have saved that Andy Carroll shot. I think who does know, actually. <laughs> There's no way. Well, let's not get on the keeper's back. One bad game, you know, let's... let's... Given the benefit no, of the doubt for a decent right, backup, Mr. Voice of no, reason. no, I, but, but, I, you know, sounded like Damien, the <laughs> Mr. Hope. But uh, no, no, it's lovely. Iceland's wonderful. I've DJed there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I have actually. I've DJed in there. I, I met I'm too. sure you have. It'd be nice to have a senior backup keeper, though. Someone you know who's been around a bit and we could trust for the odd cup game. You know, that's what we need. Oh, no, Spina. Is he, is he around? Or... Oh, Spina. What were you going to say, T? Okay. No, I just, well, I was going to tell a story about two Nigerian strippers that I met there who, um, just to oh. chat to. Yeah, I met two Nigerian strippers in, in Reykjavik, just, just in a bar chatting. One of them had been there on holiday and had got quite a lot of attention. So, phones... F- uh, female. Oh, female, yeah. Um, so got two of them. They'd been there for a couple of, they'd been there for a couple of years, were making an incredible living as the fact that Iceland hadn't seen, um, her words, not mine, a badonkadonk like that before. So okay. they were quite... So, so they were, so I'm they not were asking def- any follow-up. So they were quite busy. Yeah, it just occurred to me. I, I'd gone quiet. I was going to leave it, but you just brought me back to it. So. Hey, hey, it's a nice aside. If we're going to have an aside, go off at a tangent, that's a, not too shabby. Yeah, cheers, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> but, but as... Now, as you're saying, a few weeks ago, Arteta was on the shortlist. Now it's Fat Frank whose uh, job's on the line, isn't it? Well, I like to think we put him on that path. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we trounced them, didn't we? They've won, they've, they've won the, their game today against Morecambe. Uh, Timo Werner's come up with a goal. Sheffield United won the game. Sometimes the FA Cup can give people a lift, <laughs> can't it? <laughs> Not Steve Bruce, though. We've, we've, we've knocked Steve Bruce out of the FA Cup so many times for so many different clubs down the years. He must hate Arsenal. We were reminiscing in the week about the Newcastle 98 final, which I imagine you two were at. Of course. It's one of the greatest days of our lives. Yes, that was Keith can't remember it because he was coked off his nuts. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember the limo. We had a limo. That was good. Yeah, you remember the journey there? <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how you got home, that's all. <laughs> go, on, go on, what were you going to say about well, it, T? I, I just just thinking about, um, we're talking about it this week, Amy Lawrence was talking about it this week, and which I hadn't thought of at the time because it became so ubiquitous after that. But, of course, it was it was a big deal doing the double then, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it, before it, it just became... Deal. Before before it just became, you know, the team with the most money, like it happened, it just started happening more regularly then. But it was a big deal for us to do that. Um, and I remember being so gutted. It remains, it remains a big deal. <laughs> yeah, but it happens. It, well, I, I mean, yeah, of course it is. But it's, but it also has happened loads since having. You, you know what I mean? It's, it's fair to say that uh, since then, 
Uh, United did a treble, Chelsea won the double, Man City did a domestic treble. It's fair to say <laughs> that the, the big money really does talk in the Premier League these days. The big clubs pick up a lot more trophies than perhaps they used to. There was a time when a smaller club mm. or even a club that wouldn't challenge for the title but a good size club, say like Aston Villa, for example, they you know, or Sheffield Wednesday or someone like that, if they got their act together, they could win the League Cup. Yeah, Man, Man City aren't allowing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm all for Man City winning yeah. it this year, I must say. I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely here for Pep taking it seriously for another year. Why, why don't Manchester City just have a bye to the final and then let everybody else? Because it'd be a lot easier, wouldn't it? Just say Manchester it'd be like City. the old, uh, yeah. the old FA Cup, which used to be the winners play. You know, were challenged the following year. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely, it's absolutely outrageous the teams that Pep puts out for the. For the it is. Up. It really is. He does. He, he turns up and he just shows the finger at your kid. <laughs> oh, you're putting some kids out, are you? Here's my middle finger. You're yeah. going down hard. I'll He's... crush your confidence. <laughs> oh, you got a young goalkeeper. You've just signed, have you? I'm going to kill that kid. His Jesus. His Jesus. Mares and Fernandinho. Right. So, yeah. Oh, you wait to see. I mean, maybe you're, you probably have by now, listener. But there's a goal that City got today. Uh, in their game, where Maris hits the ball with the outside of his foot that sort of stops on the byline for De Bruyne to pull back. To, he, De Bruyne's not even looking, <laughs> and it hits Bernard Silva and is in the net in a flash. So good, so good. But those players, between the three of them, were 160 mil just to get them three. I still remain hopeful <laughs> that one day we will have a North African baller to call our own at the club. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, if I'd known that. If I'd known that uh, Sami Nazri was going to be the last of the last of our chances of having that, then I would have enjoyed him a bit more. Well, I did, just well, want... you're, not, you're not on it with El Nenny. You don't like the El Nenny vibe. He's it's not enough for you. No, he doesn't. It's, got, it's the best hairdo we've ever had at the Arsenal. He doesn't stay out of games <laughs> enough and then come back in with a flash of genius. Oh, I thought I he had a steady game yesterday. <laughs> That's the problem, Keith. I don't want a steady game. I want flashes of brilliance in the 78th minute. I tell you what. I tell you what. I would have. What would have changed your mind was if that shot he hit against Chelsea that hit the bar. If that oh, had gone in, if that had hit the underside of the bar and gone in, underside. that would have been in my top ten oh, Arsenal goals. Yeah, and Granite <laughs> hit a good one yesterday, didn't he? Oh, Granite, oh, didn't he? Yes, he did all right when he, he came on he yesterday did, as well. And he set up the second goal as well. He was a good pass, so you know it was all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing. He's doing what did you right think again. of? Uh, uh, fingers crossed, it will last for more than six games. What did you think, make of? Uh, is it Cedric Suarez? Um, what did you think of his performance? I thought he was steady, but some people thought he was a mediocre game. I thought he was okay. I couldn't pick him out in the lineup. Still, <laughs> do you know what he looks like? He looks like someone from a nineteen thirties black and white <laughs> film. He looks a bit like Rudolph Valentino. He does. <laughs> Honestly, I'm gonna have to take yeah. a second look at him now. I've you never... should look at him. If you just look at just look at him in black and white. When he comes on, pause it, turn the colour down. Okay. I imagine you've still got a TV kick where you've got a colour knob oh, on the front. Really? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you've got one of those Ferguson sets in a wooden box. Has it got has it got doors on? If Cedric's worries walked past and someone said, to, if someone said to you, he was in the that guy was in the Prisoner of Zender. Yeah, it's the Prisoner right. of Zender. <laughs> that bloke, what Zorro? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to so look him up now. I'm gonna have to. Look him. He's Zorro. Zorro. <laughs> That's what I like well, about him. Whether he's any good at football or not, I can't tell you. But he looks like a 30s yeah. matinee. Had a right back, Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> 
And at left back, Kieran <laughs> Tierney, he came down from Scotland to be number three. He's better than Ashley O'Kira Tierney. That needs an airing. Maury had a good game. He was good. He, I thought he was just standing. I like him. Oh. handsome mother. He was, he was cool. That he? guy. Yeah. He runs the Copacabana. He is the manager. <laughs> he is the owner. He is in a cream suit at the bar. Maybe, a, something pa- maybe a Panama hat. Would you have the Panama hat? <laughs> they go to him yeah. and they say, Zorro's at the door Zorro. again. And he says, I'll tell him. That's, that's not Zorro. That's Cedric. He can come in. <laughs> Mr. Mari says you can come in. There's something about if Mari walked in uh, to and the interview room afterwards, you yeah. know, like Pacho in, um, in Narcos, Mexico, just in that shirt, just like clapping like that, and just like if he just yeah, if he just brought you know. his partner on stage and just said you... use. <laughs> I would not be surprised. There I mean, he is. He's 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 a beautiful man. He's a beautiful man, and I reckon he's got a wardrobe full of silk shirts. Absolutely, Absolutely. wardrobe full Him... with the loads of little gold necklaces. Walking and wardrobe, just stuffed down the back of his trousers, a handgun, <laughs> a solid silver handgun. <laughs> Silver, solid silver handgun <laughs> with his with his squad number on the on yeah, the, on the squad number. Yeah, he has, he has to check his gun in. I don't know, don't know who takes the guns now. Now that little Vic Akers has gone, someone takes the handguns at the door. <laughs> so you're saying you go round his house and he'll just show you an array of gold plated guns. Pack- Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> Yeah, in the left in the left drawer is medals. In the right drawer, his handguns. That's exactly yeah. it. You go into you say to him, "Where's the loot, Mister Mister Mari?" And he says, "Down there on the left." And you go in, you pull the shower curtain back, and there's a bloke handcuffed to the <laughs> to, to the rail with tape over his mouth. And you think to yourself, "Is that Squadron Mustafa?" <laughs> But you don't say anything, for God's sake. <laughs> you just pull the curtain back. <laughs> I wonder what happened to Scott and Mustafi. <laughs> he looked like he was making a comeback last season, but he hasn't been seen. <laughs> oh, Pablo Mari's got his hand up to his shelter. <laughs> First you get the place in the team, then you get the money. <laughs> First you get the place in the team, then you keep the place in the team. <laughs> Socrates. Socrates has got a panic room. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, has anyone seen... Um, you can tell that we're doing well because we haven't actually had a chance to talk about uh, good TV, but um, anyone who's seen Spiral... Yes. You watch Spiral, don't you, Oh, Keith? massive fan of it's it, It's incredible, yes. isn't it? But the only it's problem brilliant. with... Se- don't, no spoilers. The only problem no with season eight is that it doesn't have um, Arsene in it. Oh, no. I know. There was a judge. Judge Robin. Judge, judge Robin. He was the spit of Arsene, Arsene Wenger. It is Arsene the, Wenger, isn't it? The most yeah. decent man. Like, ju- yeah, it's just, hi, Dad. You know, it was that. But I've just finished um, I've just finished season eight of Spiral. And, um, no, don't tell me, because I'm still watching. No, I'm not going to say. Don't tell him, don't tell him. No spoilers. No, for all those who, for the, recomm- like, for the recommends, some people, weirdly enough, actually listen to some of the things that we recommend. But that Spiral on Grenage is on, um, it's on iPlayer. Okay, I might give that a go. Oh, I've just mate, through all of Justified. Justified's superb. Oh, good. Justified. Win Duffy. Win Duffy is my, 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 my hero. Win Duffy on a sunbed. <laughs> <laughs> You are. That really is. That's a very niche market for that joke. But yeah, brilliant. 
I've had a few uh, emails have come uh, flooded in. Uh, many of them are about uh, Teddy Sheringham. Hooray! Uh, <laughs> 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 they, they're still coming thick and fast. <laughs> we should do a whole podcast just dedicated to the Teddy Sheringham story. We should. We should do a compilation. <laughs> yeah. or we should just, or we do an evening, an evening of Teddy Sheringham when we get actors to come and read stories about Teddy <laughs> Sheringham. Yeah. Uh, this one is from Danny Meehan. I'd just been picked up from my primary school in Wanstead. Must have been around 2005, <laughs> 2007. <laughs> and uh, we was waiting to turn off the high street onto Herman Hill. You can tell by the way he puts we was waiting that he definitely did go to primary school in Wanstead. We was waiting to turn off the high street onto Herman Hill when my mum turned to me and my friend with me in a car, fellow gooner and freeloading scum, who I shared a season ticket with before he moved to America, Hello, Josh. And my mum goes, that man looks familiar. It was Teddy Sheringham in a dark green Bentley, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) He was gesturing to let my mum turn with a there-you-go-love smug look on his face. So it's yet another Sheringham story where he's actually being quite a decent bloke. Letting someone come out in front of his Bentley. More than reasonable. Me and my friend recognised him and undone the window. I love the grammar <laughs> in this email. <laughs> and undone the window while both yelling at the top of our voice, Up the gutters! <laughs> Teddy responded by grinning and putting his middle finger up at us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Teddy, you never fail. <laughs> uh, he says this was around the time that he played for West Ham. So we, which would have made us both aged between seven and nine. <laughs> <gave them finger. laughs> Safe for argument's sake, yeah. they were eight. Yeah. He gave, he <laughs> gave <laughs> the finger <laughs> to a couple of eight-year-olds through the window of his Bentley. All of this proves <laughs> no man has enjoyed being a footballer. No man enjoyed being a footballer more than Edward Sheringham, did they? <laughs> Listen, he's, he's hard and fair. That's all I can say about oh, him. It's, he it's, gets it's about absolute, a bit, doesn't he? Oh, it's it's an absolute joy. It really, it really does. Uh, here's another one, uh, subject line Teddy Teddy, uh, from Glen Prime. As a previous resident of Hyams Park and Chinkford, a popular cycling route out to the Essex countryside would go via a small village whose most famous resident had built his own footballer-style mansion to stick out like a sore thumb. (laughs) (laughs) I think the choice choice of the name sums the man up. (laughs) The name of this house was The New Camp. (laughs) And and Glenn says, why? What a twat. (laughs) I love the sign-offs to some of these, so there's... All the, all the information is welcome. Carlos has, uh, has uh, emailed um, saying, I have some cool information that might interest you. Oh. Your podcast, The Tuesday Club, has good performance in Apple Podcast rankings. Position one in the category sports, Macau. Yes. So, oh, that's a market. Big, big in Macau. Big in Macau. We're big in Macau. Uh, and also uh, we're in the top ten in Zambia, Singapore, Georgia and the United Arab Emirates. Oh, fantastic! And we and and Vietnam. So, yeah. hey. thanks for that information, Carlos. I don't know what to do with it, but it's uh, <laughs> well, very gratifying. Just, just say hello to all those people <laughs> in those wonderful countries. Yes, quite right. Can you just learn can you learn how to say hello in all those uh, languages before uh, next podcast? Yeah. I, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a damn good try. <laughs> 
Oh, a lot of people have been on to me because uh, we were laughing last week about the winning away at the Hawthorns in the snow. And uh, Dan, Danny Ceballos gave a good performance and we said he's probably never seen snow before. And uh, that very week, they've had the first snowfall in Madrid for 10 years. <laughs> and, uh, I'd like to thank the 987 people who have been in touch with me. <laughs> To point this out, I've had photographs of uh, Sergio Ramos doing ball juggling in topless. Magnificent figure. Uh, the Bernabeu under snow, snow in central Madrid. Um, I enjoy all pictures of Madrid. It's wonderful. I've got an interesting story about Madrid. Right? Yeah. Okay, so this, this came up on a Facebook page about old football stories. You probably know it. So in 1984, in the UEFA Cup... Um, Basically, a Madrid, Madrid are playing this uh, Croatian team called Riker, and they're 3-0 down. Anyway, by pure chance, they managed to rally. No small fact that uh, the referee had sent off two of their players, given them a very dodgy penalty, then sent off a third player for uh, dissent. The only thing was with the third player, this is where the probably guy gave himself away, was the player he sent off was deaf and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> So that sort of throws out the whole, you know, dissent thing, you know. And, of course, Madrid went on to win the game and then actually win the competition. The referee was banned for life. What a surprise. Wow. <laughs> Friends in higher places. Banned for life. Yeah, yeah. He was banned. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bad news, Keith. Uh, Daniel Oakes has emailed. Yeah. Hey, you bunch of hairy-backed Marys. Oh, oh Daniel. hello, bit harsh. All oh, oh, right, Daniel. <laughs> uh, I'm an Arsenal fan from Norwich. Oh, that might explain <laughs> Normal for Norfolk. Now living in New York. Mm-hmm. Oh, lucky you. Yeah. I was listening to an old podcast from 2011-12, back when they were funny and not trying to sell me equipment to shave my scrotum. <laughs> All right, Daniel. <laughs> Quite hard. I heard Keith make a £1,000 bet with Alan that Frimpong will score a winning goal in a cup final for Arsenal. God, must have been <laughs> bloody drunk on that night. <laughs> Uh, so the subject line for this email is Keith owes Alan a thousand pounds. Well, you can. Uh, uh, well, I left a very fine that uh, that story, and uh... well, Daniel says he requires a ten percent fine. <laughs> Daniel, you're not getting a penny. You are freeloading scum. Uh, Connor Galvin has been in touch. This is a song that he's come up with for uh, Emil Smith Rowe, keeping in mind that Ian Wright revealed that he went to school with Emil Smith-Rowe's dad. And it goes like this. Emil is a gooner, we should have played him sooner. Right, he knows his family. And we love goals from Emil Smith-Rowe. And Emil Smith-Rowe loves me. I like this guy. Yeah, I like it. He picks the right songs. Emil is a gooner, we should have played him sooner. Right, he knows his family. And we love goals from Emil Smith-Rowe. And Emil Smith-Rowe loves Loves me. I love it. Another South London gooner. I love it. Connor, that is from uh, Connor in Galway, Ireland. If you haven't been it's to Galway, tough. and I'm sure you have, T. Been everywhere. Do you think uh, when... That's a fantastic place. Beautiful place. Yeah. Do you think when we're allowed back in, Emma Smith-Rowe and uh, Tierney will still be at the club or will <laughs> we'll be singing it at their testimonial? <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to get back in this season, Keith? I, mate, do you know, after the, after watching the game, I looked at the clock, it was 8 o'clock, and I'm thinking, oh, man, we'd be down a pub now. And I'm thinking... so oh, in the pub. We'd have been be... a bit hacked off, though. Can you imagine being there? Oh. That was 
seriously cold. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was you'd have got exposure. That was hypothermic cold. And then when it went to extra time, oh. can you imagine? Oh, you joking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come oh, on, Arsenal! <laughs> Why didn't you score twenty-five minutes ago, Smith-Rowe? <laughs> that would have beaten the Everton game, wouldn't it? Which are still that the was coldest. Seriously cold yesterday. Yeah. Seriously but it would have cold. been so great going down the pub and having a... Oh, Jesus. It would. Stop, stop tormenting yourself. Stop tormenting yourself. I had yourself. dreams of going in pubs, Alan. That's, you know, you're, not doing, you're not doing dry January? Oh, no, I am. I'm doing dry January. I'm just missing yeah. the whole experience of that yeah, social no. thing, you know. But, we all are. but at least this replaced the dreams of me being on the roof at the Emirates shooting Stan Cronkier. So that one's... You know, <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, a few weeks ago, you guys were with me as well. You were on other parts of the roof shooting. So, you know, have that's... you called a truce with the with the management, Keith? I have with, called with, it. With well, the higher well, echelons. Yes, I have, actually. I'm going to cut those guys some slack because they have signed a few checks. Sadly, I think they've been mugged off by some of the checks, So, I'm, but I'm not blaming them for that. So, you know. When's Thomas Partey coming back Oh, in? mate. Well, he was close for yesterday, wasn't he? He's back in 100% training, they said. We've got Thursday night, we play Crystal Palace. Palace. That's, a, that's a good... And then is it Newcastle again, again. on the Monday? Mm-hmm. Oh, just got to keep this winning run going. It's wide open, this league. Liverpool lost another match. Man City seems to be coming on strong. Mm-hmm. It's back on. Yeah. It's back on all round. Everyone thinks it's on, don't they, this season? Well, it is. It's, it's all over the shop. I mean, anyone could, if they put it, carry on. I mean, even Southampton have got a stab of winning the Premiership and Leicester. We can't lose any more games. No. I mean, you can't. If you seriously, you know, we've lost eight. So uh, we've basically got to go unbeaten for the rest of the season. Someone did point out that we were further behind in 98 when we won the double. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it does remind me a little bit of the 91-92 season. Yeah. You think, remember that season we went about 18 games unbeaten, scored 100 goals? Well, they said if we hadn't have lost those stupid, a few silly home matches, wasn't there the one we lost against Coventry and Dixon scored an own goal? Was that the same season? Was that that season? But we'd lost, we did just drop silly points. And it was such a shame. Was that the Mickey Quinn? No, that was not that game. No, you wouldn't want to give that own goal, own goal up, though, would you? you? I mean, that own goal that was that was worth conceding. It was such a good one. What was the Mickey Quinn season? Mickey Quinn was much earlier, I think, in the early nineties. Oh, I thought that's what you said. Ninety-one, ninety-two, wasn't it, or something like that? Oh, yes, maybe I'm, I'm getting confusing myself. Who scored our own goal? Is it Rob Holding who scored our own goal this season? We haven't, we haven't let in an own goal for ages, have we? Before, oh, well, let's not take the... down that line. Yeah, then. fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Mickey Quinn's hat trick was on the fourteenth of August, nineteen ninety-three. Oh was right, it? okay. So... And it was a three-nil win. Yeah, I spent the first half outside the ground trying to get a ticket. That was. Um... And then hearing the cheers and thinking I might as well just leave it for the day. I remember that. Uh, Lee Dixon's own goal was 1991. Okay. Um, So, yeah, it was was the 91-92 season, Keith, in September. That was one of the uh, games we ballsed up. Yeah. um, Which contributed to us conceding the title to Leeds United, who won the title that season. Now, lads, do you want to play a bit of spot the commentary? Yes, please. As we're going back in time, not sure how you're going to fare with these, T, but it'll be a history lesson (laughs) 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 for you. What I've done here, what I've done, I like a theme, as you know. Yeah. uh, I've gone for uh, FA Cup third round ties. Mm -hmm. So these are the three Arsenal goals scored in FA Cup third round ties. If you know the, uh, I'm hope I'm hoping that in this instance the opponents are not mentioned in the commentary. So it's a, you get you've got to get the opponent, and if you can, the year 
Here we go, we'll start with this one. Inside by Ricky Thomas. Rokas who took it away from Owen. Oh, that's... Um, is it Wrexham? Oh, he's run outside, Sartori. Now, surely, yes! Alan Smith saves Arsenal's blushes with one minute to go to half-time. Oh, yeah. No, you, Kiefer, you're absolutely right. It is Wrexham. It oh, is Wrexham went, away. Oh, he went early. Yeah, well done. We Keith. went a goal up. Uh, Alan Smith scored. And in the commentary... It's Tony Gubber, isn't it? I think that is Tony Gubber. Yeah, he's saying um, he spares Arsenal's blushes because we've missed chances. We'd had one off the line. We've missed chances. We should have been in well, well ahead. And we just scored one goal. And it seemed like we were the reigning champions. Wrexham were in the fourth division. We'd gone up there. We took 4,000. I went to it. We took 4,000 fans up there to Wrexham and uh, contrived to lose the game in the second half. What, what was it that made you think of it? Was it the, was it the name Thomas? It was the name Mickey, the Mickey Thomas. But also, actually, if you remember, uh, Jimmy Carter got an equaliser, which was ruled out. And when you see the replays, it was actually a perfectly good goal. I do not yes, remember that. We did. But I love the way you've stored that. <laughs> oh, no, I do. <laughs> I can rem- some, a lot of stuff I can't remember, but something niggles me when we get knocked out of the cup because someone had a disallowed goal when it shouldn't have been this. <laughs> well, there you are. That was Rex against Arsenal. That's 1992 where we lost. Alan Smith scored our yeah. goal. Let's see how you get on with this one. Zeal. Well read though by Tony Adams. What a promising young player he is. <laughs> Robson, another one of course. Woodcock shot! What a marvellous goal by Tony Woodcock, right out of the blue too. A swift build-up. And Tony Woodcock has given Arsenal the lead with an explosive shot. 22 minutes gone. I have no idea, right. but I'm going to say 1986. Well, you're very close. It's 1985. It's the FA Cup third round away from home. York. Not, no. not, not York. I love the way he said quick build-up. If you watch it, and these are worth looking up on the old YouTube listener, it's basically two hoofs forward. <laughs> <laughs> one by Adams and one by Robson. They both get called promising young players for kicking it in the direction of the opposition goal. But then Woodcock runs on to a little layoff. I'm not sure who laid it off, whether it was Marin or I can't, I don't know, but he smashed it in. What a hit. It's, again, it's another one that I went to. It's, it's my nostalgia, really, these. But... Well, there's a lot of boring, boring arsenal. I'll give you a clue. There. It was a long coach journey. Yeah, at the beginning, yeah, and there's that. a back pass. There's a back pass to Lukic, and all of the away fans are going, boring, boring <laughs> arsenal. And of course, we score two minutes later, or two seconds later. Right. No idea. I, I, well, we done, Grim. 85. 85. Hull? Would it be Hull? Hereford. Hereford. Oh, my God, I never thought we even played there. Hereford. I went on the Travel Club coach. That is that is a hell of a drive. Oh, the motorway yes. runs out about a third of the way there. That's the problem. <laughs> it's all windy roads after that, isn't it? It's, it really yeah. is. And it was really cold. FA Cup third round day is often freezing cold. And we drew one all, and then I couldn't go to the replay. And do you remember the score in the replay, Keith? 3 0? 
Seven, seven, seven two. I was going to say seven one even. Seven two. It's called seven, which uh, you know in the Venge years happened. You know quite often, but in those days it did not happen. At both ends in the Venge era. Yeah. <laughs> I remember doing a gig in Hereford, drove there and back. My God, the mileage I have clocked up. <laughs> Just... <laughs> in, was that in the Puma? No, no, no. That, but no this, predates the oh, Puma. Predates that would be the Sierra. Be, uh, oh, the Sierra, Sierra yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Lucy era. <laughs> Racing stripes down the side. Yeah, is that stereo standard? Of course not. <laughs> no. Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I don't know how I recognise my car coming out of that Ford Motor Company. Took, you know the old, was it Johnny Cash? I took one piece of a dime. <laughs> I did. There was things on my car that were never spec. Well, we won't cross you up. <laughs> Uh, this is the last one. Keeps one nil up. He's got. We got Wrexham. No one got Hereford. Um, but this is the last one. Let's see uh, who gets this first. Teta. Sanya. Gnabry. Away from Kirikesh, and he's managed to find Santi Cazorla. One nil Arsenal. Lovely work from Serge Gnabry. Look at the room Santa Cazorla had. And he has thumped the Gunners in front. It's not against Tottenham, is it? In the... It is yes. against Tottenham! And that was a game where me and you said, I reckon we should take Cazorla off, he's not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> what year is that? Twenty fourteen. Uh, Serge Gnabry. Whatever happened to him? Where did he? Whatever happened yeah. to him? He came. He was playing, wearing the number fourteen, uh, forty four rather shirt for Arsenal, and uh, set up the goal that put us one 0 up. Uh, Santi Gazzola, and then in the second half, if you remember, uh, Danny Rose made a mistake on the halfway Thomas, line. Good old Thomas. And Thomas Rosicki uh, is one of the few players you can say. Skipped away. Yeah. Thomas Rizzi skipped away and dinked the keeper, and we won. And we beat we beat Tottenham two 0 Do you want to do a spot the lineup on the match? Well, all right. So I'll for be, that match, uh, yeah, for that match, uh, twenty fourteen. Chesney in goal. No. Oh well, that, well, Fabianski. <laughs> Fabianski in goal. Fabianski in goal. Yeah. Back four. Well, we know Sanya was one of them. Sanya. Um, Koscielny, because he always played. Koscielny, yeah. Um, um, would we have had Monreal at left back? Monreal left back. This is going well. Yeah. This is going well. And Mertesacker. Mertesacker came off the bench to replace uh, number five. Uh, Vermeilen. Vermeilen. Right. Wow. So the midfield is Riziki, Cazorla, um, well, Gnabry, we know that. And yeah. was did Ramsey play? No, Ramsey. Th- those three that you mentioned were in a four-two-three-one. They were the three. Walcott behind. Walcott was the centre forward. Oh God, were we in that period of time? We were in that period. <laughs> it was. It was the will Walcott be a centre forward? Oh, what will he become? Giroud. Giroud. No, because yeah. Walcott's there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so where are we missing? You were missing two midfielders. The, right. the two, the two, the pair in front of the back four. All right. Okay. Alex Song. No. I oh, know he's gone by then, isn't he? No, Alex Song. Ozil. No, Ozil came off the bench, bench okay. uh, to replace one of the pair. Um, who is uh, still at the club. Did Wilshire play? Wilshire played. Uh, yeah. 
Wilshire played. This uh, is was our best one yet, Keith. It is. He's doing well. Substituted by Flamini. Ah. And uh, Ozil came on for... He's always there. He always gets forgotten. He's there every time we do spot the lineup. No. He's still, he's still employed by the Arsenal. Arteta. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we, got mentioned. we never, ever mention him. No one ever gets Arteta. <laughs> it's actually mentioned at the beginning yeah. of the clip. <laughs> oh. Of course it's Arteta. Arteta. Can I mention, can I mention one more third round game? Yes, which, by all means. Which we've done the spot the ball for, spot the lineup for, and we've talked about it before. But given that we're recording on the 10th of January, yesterday was Thierry Henry Day. Ah, uh, of course. 2012, still the greatest moment at the Emirates. I still look um, that up on uh, you know YouTube to cheer myself up. It's always a great thing to see, isn't it? He may be cast in bronze, but he's still capable of truly golden moments. <laughs> Such wow, a... what a line. Oh, what a goal. What a line. That was it. That was it. That was it. Well, a couple of years later, this was a couple of years after that, 2014, the, the unused subs were Podolsky, uh, the Corporal and Park and Viviano, the goalkeeper, who I don't think ever played. Um, but what's interesting about uh, the match report is that Tim Sherwood uh, was the... Tottenham manager. Um, this is it's, it's fascinating to read it. Arsenal emphasised their current superiority over Tottenham with a comfortable victory. Arsenal Wenger has set his sights in an extended FA Cup run as his side stand top of the Premier League table. Oh my yeah. God, this wasn't that long ago. <laughs> they dominated this derby to move to the next round. Kazola's powerful finish put the hosts ahead. Danny Rose's dreadful error allowed Brzezinski to race half the length of the field. The only downside was the sight of Theo Walcott carried off on a stretcher. And that was, of course, when he did the oh, famous 2 0 gesture. And because uh, it was a cup, Tottenham had the whole of the clock end. And he got picked up on a stretcher on the east side, gave him the 2 0 gesture, and then had to be carried all the way along the clock end in front of 9,000. Really hacked off Spurs fans. I remember it now. It was an evening game, wasn't it? Absolutely marvellous. New Spurs boss Tim Sherwood was left disappointed as his players never reached the heights that saw them record an outstanding win at Manchester United on New Year's Day and faced the taunts of Arsenal fans only too keen to remind him about his reported allegiance to the Gunners. (laughs) This was another impressive show of strength from Arsenal as their season gathers momentum and the ground was awash with optimism and celebration at the final whistle. Uh, Happy days. Hard to believe, (laughs) isn't it? Hard to believe. Uh, Walcott's pace was a constant threat, twice forcing saves from Hugo Lloris. Youngster Serge Gnabry was also impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Adi Bayor played for for Spurs Wenger says the game was played at a good pace we controlled quite well defensive and offensive (laughs) 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 every time when our game is based on movement a quick sharp pass and we look dangerous Tim Sherwood said we didn't disgrace ourselves we showed we belong in the same field and in the same company as Arsenal that's that pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> makes, you say, that is, uh, makes you sound like a like league so, team, doesn't it? It does. It sounds like the manager of Chorley Town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we did well. I mean, a clubhouse size. <laughs> the Tottenham team, uh, well, is it not really worth mentioning anyone? But there was one or two who, who stayed and became part of the 
Pochettino years, principally uh, Lloris and Eriksson. But it still included Aaron Lennon, Bentaleb, uh, Soldado and all these other... Soldado. Uh, Harry Kane was on the bench, number 37. Um, and Brad Friedel. So, yes, that was that. That was that. Uh, we went on and won the cup that year, although we nearly blew it in the semi-final against Wigan, uh, Wigan Athletic. Yeah. And it was later that same calendar year anyway um, when I remember texting... Text an Amy Lawrence with the word clop, <laughs> <laughs> which I think was after a home defeat um, to Manchester United. So that awash with optimism bit that didn't last. <laughs> that was about less than a year later. Half the ground was going, oh, for God's sake. Because uh, suffice to say, we did not remain top of the table, although we did win uh, the FA Cup against Hull City, who were managed by Steve Bruce. Uh, Tottenham are winning yeah, no, way. considerably say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I've, I shouldn't have it on because it, it doesn't help us does it oh I tell you that lot were banging on like they reached the uh, Champions League final you, didn't, you know various oh after they beat Brentford oh for crying out loud and it's like oh we're going to Wembley yeah and you'll be coming away from Wembley with nothing like you normally do <laughs> yeah. well it's Guardiola against uh, Mourinho uh, uh, whatever, who cares? Nah. <laughs> um, that was going to be someone there. said uh, Finn Finn GJ on Twitter. Willian cares so much for Emil Smith Rowe that he won't try to fight for his place in the team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good spin on it. Well done, mate. <laughs> yeah. I think he's, he's right. He's got a point. Yeah, he's got God. a point. It's all to do with uh, this. Is from Troy Livingstone. Uh, on Twitter, row, 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 Smith Row gets him on the ball when he's playing number 10. We can beat them all. That, that's very yeah. good. Row, 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 Smith Row gets him on the pitch. He's our best number 10. Willie Ann's a bitch. Willie Ann's not really won the hearts and minds of Arsenal supporters, <laughs> has he? No. It's going to take a big second half of the season from Willie Ann. It's such a good start against Fulham. And I do think that song would be appropriate, say, in 1930. And he was always the he was always the one that I liked. He was always the least hateful of their players. Do you know what I mean? He looked the part. He's a great player before he comes before before he stepped into it. Yeah, it's not really working. Do you want to do a quiz before we wrap yeah, this up? Yeah. Do you want to do what, a quiz? What is yeah, it with on. Chelsea though? They you know they give us their rejects and it's like they mug us off. Go go on, he'll be all right for you. You can have him. It's like no. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Go. Just thinking it's going to work out. Every time we sniff around a Chelsea dustbin, it's, we come out with a rat. <laughs> I don't know. But it's, it's fascinating, isn't it, to see it now. When you think, well, there was optimism about Willian after the first game of the season away at Fulham. Good performance. Is he going to inspire the kids and lead them? And now he's been there a few months and Martinelli and Saka and Smith Rowe yeah. are the future of Arsenal Football Club. And, and that's they're all we want to see now. That's all we want to see. Uh, it's Daniel Maguire who sends the quizzes. It was Daniel Maguire who sent me a quiz um, last week. And he sent me... A, these, these have come from a book that he's got. Uh, football Facts and Quiz Book. The Carling Football Facts and Quiz Book. Uh, you guess how old it is by the fact that the front cover features a very young Michael Owen, uh, Zidane, the original Ronaldo... Uh, Roy Keane and David Seaman. So we're looking at a quiz, Go for it. a quiz book from twenty years ago, and uh, it's all questions about the Arsenal. 
15 questions. Question one. Who did Arsenal lose to in the 1988 League Cup final? Luton Town. Oh, time's in. I can't believe oh, no, it got there, man. You there, Keith? Just in there. You can't believe, Keith. Oh, you can't actually say Luton Town out loud, Keith. Is that the first time you've said Luton <laughs> since 1988? There's another one. It's still a... <laughs> Isn't that marvellous? That is the day, listener. If, you have, if you've been with us for a while, as a long-standing freeloading scum, you'll know that Keith got home having recorded the match, rewound the tape and recorded over it just in case he should accidentally watch it. Absolutely. And threw a can of long life at the kitchen door as well. to to And there's never uh, (laughs) videotaped a match since. Never have, never will. (laughs) I remember coming out of Wembley after that final and, of course, the Luton fans were jubilant and lots of them were wearing straw boaters because of their, their nickname, the Hatters. And they were singing along and having a great time outside the final. And an Arsenal fan went up to one of them and tore his straw boater to ribbons. <laughs> just shredded it in front of his face. <laughs> there were children there. That's it was brutal. Wrong. Uh, which team knocked Arsenal out of the 1997-98 UEFA Cup? Knocked us out. Yeah, the double winning team. Uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. No, it's a Greek team. Olympic oh, Panathinaikos then, because yeah. it's always Panathinaikos. No, it's a P-A-O-K. I don't oh, know if you say Salonika. Salonika. Really? Yeah. yeah. Who's the one that... Who who did we lose to? Who's the German team we lost to in Arsene's first game? That's what I was getting confused with. It, that might have been Mönchengladbach. Mm, it was. It's a, it's a narrative thing. Uh, number three... Who scored the first goal in the 2 0 will at Anfield to clinch the 89 league title? Alan Smith. Alan Smith, 1 1. Dover equalises. <laughs> Number four, Royal Arsenal's first game in January 1887. I think you were there. Yeah, Keith. I was. I know this question. <laughs> uh, it was a 6 1 defeat. Can you remember the opponent? <laughs> uh, Erith. <laughs> Royal Arsenal 6, Erith 1. Where was the game? Played Woolwich, uh, close. Eris. Eris. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going? Are we going? Erith, Erith, as in Eric, or Erith, as in Erith. It was played on. It was played on uh, a common. Plumstead Common. Plumstead Common. Type of Pula scores. South London knowledge. South London knowledge. Two one up. Question five. Who was David Seaman's predecessor in the Arsenal? Lukic. Lukic, Tyo's free oh, one it's, up. It's, Keith! It's, listen, the man's free-flowing here. He's in there. You know. Question six. Which Scottish team did Woolwich Arsenal play at the Invicta ground in 18... 18- oh, for Christ's sake! <laughs> Hibernian. 1893. Uh, in front of 12,000 people. No, not uh, Hibernian. Close, though. Uh, oh. Hearts. Hearts is yeah. right! Tyo's four oh, one up. It's just... four this, one up. This is this is a tonky now. This is this is absolutely shameful <laughs> for me. Uh, number seven. Which club did Arsenal beat in the semi-finals of the nineteen ninety-four Cup Winners' Cup? Paris Saint Germain. Oh, for Christ's sake! Give us a chance. <laughs> is he on some time loop? Or something? He's five seconds ahead of me. I'm sure he is. <laughs> this is like Aston Villa Liverpool. Oh, you I can just, hardly I just, believe it's happening. I remembered the Ian Wright goal, and then he missed the final, didn't he? 
he got he did miss the final. He's, yeah. that, he's a falling away goal from the left hand side from the right hand side. No, I think you're thinking of the uh, quarter final in '95 against Auxerre. Oh, okay. Well, I still got it right. <laughs> yeah, I still got it right. He got booked and uh, and uh, missed the final. Right. Well, so they changed the yeah. ruling, I think, after that, didn't they? Uh, well, you can't book in, right? No. Yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah. That was a new ruling. Yeah, that was a new uh, and uh, question eight: and Arsenal won the title in 1931. First time they won the title, of course. First title in uh, illustrious history. Uh, how many points clear of Aston Villa did Arsenal finish? Seven. Correct. Oh, that was How'd you know that? How do you know that? It's a shot in the dark. <laughs> you always say oh, six. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just said seven. 5-2. 5-2. <laughs> Which defender, question nine, bought by George Graham from IK Start was the main subject of the illegal oh, bum payments no, investigation. Oh, for Christ's sake. Smashed it in. What a finish. Put on a plate for him by Emil Smith-Rowe. <laughs> See, he's been away for a few weeks. He's rested. And Emil Smith-Rowe <laughs> loves me. Uh, in which year did Royal Arsenal become Woolwich Arsenal? Oh. I mean, Keith, you were there. Oh, I was going to say 1928. No, no, no. no. 1886. No, no, close. Uh, 1889. No, eight, no, closer still. Warmer. 88. 1890. Warmer. No, oh, we're just going to go 91 and then he'll go 90. Yes, he's right. <laughs> and that's it. It's scored. What's, what's the score now? How many have you got, Keith? Okay? Three. I've got. Have you five? Oh, three, three, is yeah. it? Oh, someone will email me if it isn't. <laughs> uh, uh, this is a miserable question. Question 11. Of what did Herbert Chapman die? Oh. Uh, gout. No, it won't gout. No. It, pneumonia. <laughs> pneumonia is correct. Oh, he's making a comeback. <laughs> Hold that thought. I'm going to see if I can just grab a charger out there. Hang on. Okay. All right. Oh, God. Oh, it's attention. Now give me the answers. And then... <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not even joking. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you said you've got three. What three did you get? Oh. Oh, I definitely got. Th- Sorry about that. So okay, we rejoin. Uh, Tyler's back in the room. Uh, the last question was: Of what did Herbert Chapman die? Oh, right, I said, yeah, I said gout. I said pneumonia. <laughs> and pneumonia was the right answer. Keeps claiming that it's five four. I'm going back over no. the questions. But anyway, no, this... I opened up a much. I opened up a much bigger lead than that. I but think, we can I argue think that. It, I think it was seven one. <laughs> yeah, I definitely got three. The listeners will tell us. The, the listeners, listeners will tell us. Surely will. But either way, Keith, I'm looking at the last three questions. You are screwed, okay. my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but you might get this okay. one. Who scored the only goal in the 1934 FA Cup final victory? Over Sheffield United. Cliff only, Bastin. Uh, not Cliff Bastin? No. Alex Stepney. Not Alex Stepney. United. Um, <laughs> I'm just pulling out 30s players. Joe, Joe, Alex Stepney was... He was a, Joe Mercer. I said Joe Mercer. You can't say Joe Mercer. You didn't. You, I, went, I just, you said Joe I Fraser. Said, I didn't say Joe <laughs> Fraser. I said Joe Mercer. You see, you're trying to cheat now. Put me Joe Mercer was 20 years later oh, anyway. Well, okay. Alex Stepney played in goal for Man United <laughs> in the 60s. I think you're thinking of Alex James. Yeah. That's, but we still haven't got it. Oh, God, no. Centre forward for the Arsenal in the 30s. Drake. Oh, yes! no! God! No! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! Ted Drake. Drake, of no, course. No, I'll tell you what. And, and not the musical sensation. 
No. <laughs> Does that put me out of? Well, we'll see. No, no, I think you're Keith. well out of reach. But Keith says he. It's Keith reckons if he gets the last two, it's. A no, draw. I'm, I'm over. I tell you what. While he's been away, he's looked all this up. That's what he's done. <laughs> yeah, I knew the he question's might, coming, Keith. He might have the quiz book. He might have the answers. We just don't know. VAR can't help you. Go on. Okay. Got, last three questions. Who succeeded George Allison as Arsenal manager? Don Howe. No, no. Uh, someone called Swindon. No. no. Oh, not Joe Mercer. He was a manager for me. No. Oh. No, not going to get it. They're not no. going to get it. No, Tom Whitaker. Ah, yeah. Tom Whitaker. Yes, famous yeah. Arsenal manager. Uh, 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 number 14. Told you you wouldn't get these. You would never get this. Uh, <laughs> which ground did Woolwich Arsenal use in the 1893 94 <laughs> season? <laughs> <laughs> Eris. No, Eric. Not Plumstead Common. Millwall. No, it's it's Manor Field. I mean, right. really. I win that one, Keith. Yeah. I got out front, yeah, got out front yeah, early. Yeah, got out front early and stumbled over the line. Yeah, well, now here's well. one. It's a competition that Arsenal no longer compete in, having left uh, Kent in uh, 1913. In which year did Royal Arsenal win the Kent Senior Cup for the first time? 1933. No. <laughs> <laughs> Paying any attention, <laughs> no, are you? I'm not. No. 1902. No, it was 1890. As we've already established, they dropped the name Royal Arsenal in 1891. Have I got that right? <laughs> yeah, it was 1891. <laughs> Looking back at the uh, previous <laughs> question. I enjoyed that. I do love a quiz. Yeah, because you should enjoy it because you thrashed it. <laughs> <laughs> you only started supporting Arsenal in 93. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We'll do a Crystal Palace quiz on oh, it. Keith, <laughs> Keith will get them all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Daniel Maguire, for oh, emailing that in. Uh, you that. can email us at uh, TuesdayClubPodcast at gmail.com. Um, Twitter, you can. We're at Not You Bentley. Not You Bentley! Uh, so do email or tweet us. If you like, nearly up to ten. Uh, just as a just as a quiz question for the not you Bentley game, can mm-hmm. you tell me all eight scorers? Scorers, all eight goal scorers in the in the. I don't know, it wasn't a not you Bentley game. When no, Bentley we, we scored, lost one nil. No, when Bentley scored that goal against. Oh, us the four four in the four four. Can you name all the scorers? Oh. That's an outstanding quiz question. The answer. Uh, is no, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I can. Funnily enough, I, I think can I, can, I can remember the Spurs scorers. Yeah, yeah I think Aaron Lennon got one. I think Jermaine Genus got, got one. One from the slip, and then Bentley scored that one. Obviously, I can tell you one from miles out. Um, Arsenal four, Spurs four. Here we go. I'm looking it up. We'll just do this, and then I really must wrap this up. Uh, <laughs> uh, Aaron Lennon's injury time equaliser capped a stunning fight back. So it's Lennon, Defoe, um, Bentley, and Genus and Darren, for them. and Darren, and no, not Defoe, Darren Bent. Oh, okay. Got one for them. Our goals uh, were scored by. Do you want to have any guesses? I, I literally can't. You'll tell never you. get the first one in a million years. It was Sylvestra. No. Uh, William Gallas oh, put us uh, two one up. Adi Bayor put us yes. three one up. Three one up. 
Bent scored for 3-2. Then Van Persie, three goals in three minutes. Then Van Persie scored. So we're 4-2 up. And then... Clichy slips and then... Jermaine Genus. Genus scores that one. And Aaron Lennon, two goals in the last minute. And uh, some of the notable names on the pitch that day, uh, Cesc Fabregas, Gareth Bale, and, of course, Tom Huddleston. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry uh, Luca Modric. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jed, oh, see you yeah, later. See you. Oh, brilliant. Nice Cheers, lads. Bye. Good to see Theo back there, having a bit of a having a nice time. He shouldn't have left. Uh, you would have kept him. No, he shouldn't have left Southampton. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't have left. <laughs>